Welcome to StarCast, a show about tarot, divination, and all things mystical. StarCast is a celebration of StarCon, the Southeastern Tarot Artist and Readers Conference. I'm Amy Mauser, and here's your host, Christiana Gaudet. Thank you, Amy, for that introduction. Welcome, everyone, to StarCast. We're getting real excited because it is the countdown to StarCon. And with me to celebrate that fact right now is Frank Kwiatkowski. How are you today? I'm great, Christiana. How are you today? I am very well, and I am so excited to be speaking with you. You and I first met at a tarot conference a few years ago. You're a Florida person as well. And uh, in fact, you're one of the last people whose faces I saw in person in my office before we had to shut everything down, you came to, ironically, our grand opening. That was a great event. I had a lot of fun. I remember it was about the major arcana, and oh, you had Cheryl Marchetti there, too. That's that's it. Cool. Yes, we had Cheryl Marchetti, yes. Fabulous. Yeah, it was a good yeah. time. It was. It was, and uh, we're going to have to get him back for our grand reopening when all of this is over. Uh <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I think we all want to make actual human contact uh, as soon as possible at this point. Absolutely. And of course, that was the original plan for StarCon. And we are planning to meet in person and online in January 2022 in Palm Beach Gardens. So I know we can count on having you there then. Fabulous. I'd I'd be thrilled to be there. (laughs) Excellent. Uh, But we are really, really excited for what we are going to be doing this month, January 22nd through 24th, on the Accelevance platform. Online, we are having StarCon 2021, and you're going to be a presenter. I am. I'm really looking forward to it. My program is on Sunday morning, uh, 10 a.m., and the topic is Eight Keys to Practicing Tarot for Spiritual Awakening. And uh, that that points right to my origin story with tarot and the way I practice tarot and use tarot. So fabulous. Keep going with that. Tell us the origin story. Well, I I was approaching 40 years old, Christiana, and I was going through a rough patch. I look back on it as my early onset midlife crisis. And it's worth noting I wasn't into tarot at all. I'd never used it. I wasn't really into any new agey stuff at all. I was the perfect candidate for what Carl Jung talks about, show me a sane man and I'll cure him for you. Uh, I needed curing for my sanity. My life was good by all measures. Uh, I had a a job that for the most part I liked. I was a mail carrier for the postal service. I had a happy home, a, a good marriage, but there was something crucial missing. And as I approached my 40th birthday, I was getting increasingly desperate to realize what that was because I just knew that there was something more to life and there was something more to myself that I wasn't experiencing. And it just grew more painful and more frustrating. So I mentioned the problems I was having to a friend of mine. And this friend made a very strange suggestion to me. She said, have you ever thought about trying tarot cards? Now, it's, it's worth noting, again, I'd never used tarot. I'd never thought of it. I thought it was kind of hokey, to tell you the truth, but the whole, that's just silliness and all of that. But for some reason, when she mentioned it, I must have been 
just in the right frame of mind where I just completely saw it in a new way because my logical mind was saying no, but this thing that I know now was my intuition was saying yes. And it was screaming it to me. There's something to tarot and I should check it out. And so I did. Uh, the next month, it was my 40th birthday. I got my first deck with money I got from mom for my 40th birthday. And I started reading the book. I started just looking at the cards. And within a month after that, I started using it for myself. The rest is history at this point. Wow. And I remember when you and I first met, which is going back, I want to say to 2015-ish, you were at that point either already a professional reader or well on your way to being. And at this point, uh, you're you're quite a successful professional reader. Isn't that true? Well, thanks, Christiana. I do the best I can. I, I do readings for others. My real passion, though, is teaching others to read for themselves. I love teaching tarot. I love doing workshops for tarot. The tagline of my business is see for yourself. And I just really like the idea of, because this is the primary way that I connect with the cards is I sit down every morning, I pull a few cards, I, I have my cup of coffee, I, I light my candle, I do a little meditation practice, and I look at my cards. And it is spiritual sustenance and into, in a wonderful way to start every single day. And I, I try to help. I, I, I believe a lot of people need that in their lives, uh, even if it's not with tarot, but some sort of wonderful piece of sacredness that they can hold on to on a daily basis. So I enter almost like this other intuitive dimension, which people out there are familiar with. People who use tarot know this. But there are other ways of getting into that dimension. Meditation practices, yoga practices. There, there are many things that you can do. My favorite happens to be tarot uh, because it, it just takes me into this wonderful heart-centered place where this deep wisdom reveals itself to me. And it's basically my fuel uh, that get, gets me through every single day. Wow, that's so wonderful. I, I, spiritual sustenance. I love that. And, and it is the same for me. And I, I think for a lot of people, I think there's this misconception that tarot Yes, hokey. I thought that too when I first got into when I well before I got into it. I thought that, um, but I think there's this perception that it's just only a device of fortune telling. You know the the idea that this is a spiritual path is, I mean, for me, a very very true statement. Obviously, for you too, and that's what you're going to be helping us understand at StarCon. That's right. For those people who think of tarot as one thing, which is, well, there's the fortune telling aspect, that's all fine and good. But then there's the other aspect of it where it is for spiritual sustenance or intuitive guidance, if you will. But what I'm going to be presenting is taking that idea a step further. So not to give away everything I'm going to talk about, but the premise is this, that we all have a deep reserve of divinity inside of us. It's this deep love and wisdom and capital T truth that we possess inside of us. And it is available for us to access. And tarot happens to be a fun and easy, once you get used to it, it's quite easy. 
it's a, a fun and easy way of accessing that inner divinity, if you will. And so on the one hand, we have the spiritual awakening, which is the experience of intuition or the aha moment when we look at the cards and we see a deeper truth and it's it lights us up. There's no doubt when it happens. But then what if we do that on a regular basis? So what I practice, what I what I like to teach for my students is instead of just using tarot once in a while and experiencing that wonderful aha moment once in a while, what if you set up your own sacred personal practice where you did it on a daily basis? Because by experiencing those profound aha love centric moments on a daily basis, then we get the, the deeper spiritual awakening, which is where it transforms us inside and out, where we actually merge with the inner divinity and we start living a, a more genuinely spiritual life guided by soul level consciousness, guided by the heart. Wow, that is that is fabulous. If I were not a person who loves tarot already, that would have sold me. That That <laughs> is wonderful, wonderful. Thank you. So let me ask, since we are in this time of pandemic, how has the pandemic affected your work? This may sound surprising, but it hasn't affected me all that much because I was already doing quite a bit online. And now I'm just forced to do it online. If anything, it allows clients to be a little more accepting of the idea of doing it online. Clients before felt there was a need to do it in person. And sure, I love to do it in person, but you can do really good readings online. Yes. And what it's helped me do as well is start online workshops and classes. I'm reaching more people now than I could before. I had been doing uh, tarot workshops and classes at a little store in Delray Beach called Shining Through. Uh, people in South Florida may have heard of that store. I believe it's, regretfully, it's gone out of business because of COVID, which is really sad. But, you know, just... From my perspective, it's allowed me to shift over to meetup.com and I'm doing online meetups every week. And so I'm reaching more people online. I have people who attend my meetups from New Jersey, Chicago, even California, San Francisco. People are showing up for my meetups. So it's really given me an opportunity to reach more people. That is a wonderful thing. So I know you've also written a book. Tell us about your book. My book, yes, my book is a concise guide for those who are going through what I was going through as I was approaching 40 years old, that deep malaise, I don't know how else to put it, that there's something missing, something crucial missing. There is something missing, but you have it locked inside of you. That's the thing. Okay. I hate to give, give the store away, but there it is. It's locked inside of you. So my book is a concise guide for, first of all, discovering that, and then learning to live by it. So the name of the book is Rise and Shine, A Guide for Experiencing Your Midlife Awakening. And for those who are watching on video, there's a picture. It's uh, available on Amazon, either as an ebook or through paperback. And like I say, it's a concise guide. It's not a specific tarot book, although tarot certainly makes plenty of appearances. It has a lot to say in there. But even for those who aren't for whatever reason, they can't get past the resistance of tarot, whatever the case may be. I offer other suggestions or what I call tools for awakening, or excuse me, tools, 
Yes, tools for awakening, intuitive methods, when used on a consistent, regular basis, become tools of awakening. Things like yoga practices, meditation practices, and so on. Fabulous. Fabulous. So I want to go back. I've got this question in my head. If I don't ask you, it's going to bug me. When you got that first tarot deck with your birthday money, what deck was it? I can be a little indecisive, Christiana. <laughs> and I I did a little research. What deck should you buy? No. Keep in mind, I knew nothing about tarot. So they all looked the same to me. I was curious. I was kind of excited, but I had no clue. And there just seemed to be so many different types. So after my research, I discovered that there were a handful that were really considered like the classic ultimate decks. So then when I went into my local New Age store, I was delighted when I saw that there was something that was like a two for one, uh, a little beginner's tarot kit that came with both two decks that I had heard of before. One was the Rider Waite Smith. And the other was the Thoth deck. And I said, these two supposedly are so great. I will give these two a try, especially since they come together. I know the kid you're talking about, published by U.S. Games. So uh, that's fabulous. And what is your go-to deck right now, today? What is your go-to deck? Honestly, I've gone back to basics. I'm using the Rider-Waite-Smith right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, my, my personal practice, I do like to ch- switch out decks every month. And I'll usually go from new moon to new moon, where my initial new moon reading will be with a new a new deck for the month. I don't buy new decks every month. You know, I, I recycle plenty of them. I only own about 40 to 50 decks, which compared to some people isn't really all that many, but it's plenty for me. Uh, but lately, I've been called to go back to the Rider-Waite-Smith. I just love it. It was my first deck. And incidentally, that was the deck I used more for those initial few months when I was really getting used to it. I did try out the Thoth deck, great deck, but the Rider-Waite-Smith really spoke to me more. And it's still my favorite go-to to this day. I have, well, okay, full confession. I'm at my desk. I have five decks that I could put my hands on without moving, but two of them are actually weight decks. One is really little and the other is the giant one that I use for teaching. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. I, I really, you know, a lot of people try to poke a lot of holes into weight for a lot of reasons. And, and you know, there's some validity there, but the fact is I'm all about what works. And for a lot of us, the weight Smith images are what work. And and there it is. So if people want to reach out to you to join your meetup, to take a class, to get a reading, how do they get in touch with you? Thanks for asking, Christiana. My website is tarotawakenings.com. I have a Facebook page and an Instagram page. They're both Tarot Awakenings. And that is also the title of my meetup group. It's simply the Tarot Awakenings meetup group. And uh, so please feel free to reach out through any of those channels. And uh, what you would see on my uh, website, I I write a little bit of a blog too. So there's some, hopefully some valuable tarot information for people who are just learning. And I'm working on a a series of blog posts based on my favorite band of all time, The Beatles. And it's- uh, I thought you were gonna say something different. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's it's I have to admit, I am one of the biggest Beatles fans I know. And so I'm working on a little project called the the uh, the Beatles song tarot project where I am going through every single song that the Beatles ever recorded and corresponding it to a different tarot card. So give us an example. The most recent one I did was I feel fine. And it was the two of cups. I, I came into this thinking that there would be a lot of two of cups because in the 60s, they wrote a lot of love songs. And of course, especially in their early years, the Beatles wrote a lot of love songs. But I have been really blown away by the fact that there haven't been as many two of cups or page of cups as I thought there would be. And my goal is for there to be every single card represented. And I'm on the pace. I'm on pace to do that. I mean, imagine the Knight of Pentacles as a song. Well, there is a Beatles song that I correspond to the Knight of Pentacles. Don't keep us in suspense. <laughs> it is only a northern song off of the Yellow Submarine soundtrack. It's a it, it's an obscure song. Most people wouldn't know that one, but Beatle Beatle fanatics know the song that I'm talking about. Or off Sergeant Pepper, there's Getting Better. Uh, this is a song a lot of people know, Getting Better All the Time. I corresponded that one to the chariot and you wouldn't necessarily, and you might be thinking, okay, I don't really know the connection there. If you're curious, check it out. I, I would love to hear what people think, especially for those who are Beatle fans. Does the song getting better correspond well to the chariot? I, I'll let others uh, be the judge of that. I'm down for it. I think it's great. Say the website one more time. Tarotawakenings.com. So now I have to mention, as soon as you said band, when you and I first met, yes, we met at a tarot conference, but one of our first conversations happened to be about my favorite band, The Grateful Dead. And it's an interesting thing. The project you're doing with the Beatles is such a great idea. And I think anyone who loves a band with a big catalog, this is a great project and I mean, I've had all kinds of ideas of things I would like to do with Tarot and the Grateful Dead that licensing has kept me from doing, you know. Um, how but, can there not be a Grateful Dead Tarot deck? How, how, is, how does that not exist yet? There's a whole history around that, I'll, okay. which I will share with you very, very quickly. I reached out to them in the 80s to get licensing, and they were only licensing for one project like at a time. So if someone already had a license for a Grateful Dead deck, that license was gone and someone had that license. Okay, fine. Uh, so it never happened. And then a guy, uh, probably in like, I don't know, the 90s or the early 2000s, a guy named Shady Backflash, that's a great Grateful Dead name, right? That is a wanted, great name. <laughs> wanted to do the same thing, reached out to him and they said, you know, we won't license you, but we also won't sue you. But he never did it. And so, you know, I still have it, you know, in my head, if I could find the right artist and get the right licensing, I would love to be in on that project. You, you know, I would, man. Uh, but I, I love the idea of correlating music to tarot. And in fact, uh, Marion Kirk from Scotland is going to be doing a workshop on exactly that at StarCon. Uh, composing your tarot soundtrack. And I, I think there is this beautiful connection between tarot and music. I'm so glad you're exploring that with the Beatles. 
Thank you. It's been a lot of fun. And as somebody who has been a hardcore Beatle fanatic for over 30 years, going through the process of correlating Beatles songs to tarot cards is opening up entirely new dimensions to the songs. I mean, how many times can you hear the same song over and over again? And yet when I'm working on these blog posts, I hear them in a completely new and refreshing way. It's It's been fascinating. It's really revived my my love for my favorite band. It was already strong, but this has even deepened it further. So totally off topic, but because we're talking about music, I got to go there. Do you like the the catalogs of the Beatle members after the Beatles broke up? Do you like Paul McCartney? Do you like the work John Lennon did? Uh, all of them, Ringo Starr, George Harrison. What do you think? I love it. There was a magic of the Beatles that obviously couldn't be maintained once they once you split them up. I. I, I did write a blog post on my website about how the, the Beatles are essentially the alchemy of the four elements. And I correlate each of the Beatles to one of the four elements. You bring them together and you have a whole that it's, that's greater than the sum of its parts. And I'll let, I'll let your listeners make their associations the best they can. Which beetle is fire? Which beetle is water? Which is air? Which is earth? But I, I wrote a, a pretty long post about that. And after they broke up, they still made wonderful music. But it, it obviously wasn't quite the same. But I mean, it's amazing. Paul McCartney just came out with a new album like a month ago. I mean, it's incredible. <laughs> it really is. Wow. So I could speak with you about music and tarot forever. And I think it's so funny that you talked about the four Beatles and the four elements, because if you hadn't gone there, I would have. Because <laughs> it's just so obvious, right? It's so perfect. It's really obvious. And each of the members of the Beatles fill their particular elemental role perfectly within the whole. And it just really brings it together. It's a it's a four-legged table that's in absolutely perfect balance. Pe Ringo sometimes gets a bad rap because he wasn't quite, you know, he wasn't quite as uh, prolific. He didn't write many of the songs. He wrote a couple, but he played a very crucial role. They all played a 25% crucial role in making the Beatles who they were. I would have made him Earth, to be honest with you. I would have made Ringo Earth. Okay. That's what that's what I have as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's obvious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isn't that fun? It is fun. <laughs> so great. So great. I cannot wait to have this conversation with you further. So everyone, get to Frank Quietap. Sorry. Frank. <laughs> There's going to be a spelling test on my yes, last there name. Is. So there is Frank Kwiatkowski. Get to his website, tarawakenings.com. You can book an appointment. You can join his meetup from wherever in the world you are. But most importantly, you want to check out this stuff with Tarot and the Beatles. As soon as we're done talking, you know that's where I'm going to be is checking that out. So before I go off to do that, I do want to remind everyone. The first ever StarCon online only, January 22nd through 24th. If you're listening to this before those dates, you can get your tickets. If not, look to StarCon 2022, which will be both in person in Palm Beach Gardens and online, January 21st through 22nd, 2022. We're going to want to see you at both of those if we can. But before we say goodbye, Frank, I've got this thing I like to do. You got your tarot deck with you, right? 
Yes, I do. Get it shuffled. We are going to each pull, think about StarCon and, and what StarCon is and is becoming and will be. Uh, think about this StarCon that we have coming up and pull one card. I'll let you choose whether you want to say first or second what card you got. Let's look at what cards we pull for StarCon. Okay, I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, first or second? I guess I'll go first. Go for it. The Three of Swords. Okay. Now, it's so funny because this is a card that you wouldn't normally want to see. Mm -hmm. It oftentimes relates to sorrow and heartbreak and things like that. But it's so bizarre because a moment ago when we started talking about the Rider-Waite-Smith deck and you said, not wait, wait gets criticized for some things and not every card is perfect or not every card is is optimal. I had this card, this exact card flash through my head in that moment, the Three of Swords, because it's my ultimate, it's the one card out of all of them in the Rider-Waite-Smith deck that I don't feel, for me personally, captures what the Three of Swords could potentially mean. I think of the Three of Swords as, a, as an expansion of an idea, reaching out into new realms along the mental plane, which is very much what I look forward to uh, helping others do with my presentation. Uh, but even utilizing the more traditional meaning of the Three of Swords, this is probably me when I was about 39 years old, 39 and a half, and just really feeling like if my life is so great, why am I not spiritually fulfilled? Why aren't I feeling better than I am? And uh, and so hopefully th that will help others who uh, who are experiencing something like I did. Well, and I'll, I'll just take on, go, go right with that and say that for me, my favorite key phrase for the Three of Swords is an opportunity to heal. And so much of what is being presented at StarCon 2021 is about healing, using tarot, using ceremony, using all different methods for our own healing. And that's a beautiful thing. I think the Three of Swords, too, also expresses the sorrow that we feel that we're not meeting in person. You know, there's that. I would really want to be sitting at the bar with everyone drinking a beer because that's, you know, I, I love tarot conferences. I love the classes. I love the experience. I love the people. But probably my favorite part is the hanging out at the bar part, which, you know, we will be doing virtually. We have set up StarCon in such a way that we will take meals together. We will have a lot of opportunity. We've got actual lounges that are open 24-7 on Accelerant. We've got the Tarot Lounge. We've got the non-Tarot Divination Lounge. I'm building lounges as we speak. So we're going to have these opportunities but I think we're all missing that that contact, the in-person contact. Can't do that right now, so this is going to be the next best thing. So my card speaks to that as well. I am working with my brand new Mystic Mondays tarot, hmm. and I got the Wheel of Fortune. And, you know, this speaks so much to StarCon. First of all, we are so fortunate 
to be able to do this, to have the technology in these difficult times, to have the people who are able to come together, to have the people who are able to join us. We are so fortunate to have this outpouring of support from teachers. We have amazing teachers who are really happy to be part of this and, and joining us. So we are so fortunate. Uh, the Wheel of Fortune also reminds us that there are just some things you can't do anything about. You know, ain't none of us wanted this pandemic. I think you and I have both done a good job making the best of it and, and letting it bring us some gifts. But we have, you know, we're, we're going through it right now. One of my expressions right now is no one is okay right now. Right. There's the, oh, you've got the Wheel of Fortune like framed, right? <laughs> I, I've had it laying out on my desk the last few days because I am currently going through a Jupiter return. Ah. And I've been and I've been thinking a lot about the Wheel of Fortune. I've been ruminating on that exact card for the last week or so. Right. And so for me, the Wheel of Fortune says we'll get through this. I mean, StarCon's going to be awesome and we're fortunate to do it. But this whole pandemic thing. Everything we've been going through that is so difficult, we will get through it. You know, one thing I tell my students about this card, if you're at the bottom of the wheel right now, just hang in there. The wheel will turn and you will be on the top. Likewise, if you're on the top right now, the wheel will turn and you'll be on the bottom. That is life. And I feel like everything that we're doing at StarCon, what you're teaching, what we're all teaching, these are all tools for getting through the ups and downs of life. I love that. That's a wonderful message. This too shall pass. Yes. <laughs> it, <laughs> and it's going to pass for the weekend of uh, the 22nd through the 24th. We'll have some fun with it while it's passing. We'll learn a lot. And I am so grateful to you, Frank Kwiatkowski, for being a guest today on StarCast and most importantly, for being a presenter at StarCon 2021. We'll expect to have you back 2022. Since you're in Florida, you cannot escape. Uh, you'll, you'll be with us for the duration. And, um, and we're so grateful for that. Well, that's awesome. And thank you, Christiana, so much for uh, all that you do for Tarot and for putting this together and for the opportunity to present. I'm really, really excited about this. Yeah, we, we all are. And thank you so much. Thanks for joining us for StarCast. For more information about our annual conference, visit us online at StarCon.com. That's S-T-A-A-R-C-O-N.com. We are looking forward to seeing you in January.